Hello, Annie McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The big news is that the CUB 55 have been reinstated. In a major victory for workers and their unions, the men who have been sacked and told they could reapply for their jobs at 65% less and fewer conditions were reinstated after six months of picketing the CUB site in Abbotsford, Melbourne. The workers were given a guard of honour on Monday the 12th of December as they returned to work. We give you sounds of the morning thanks to the Victorian Trades Hall media. Teachers and their T-shirts are making the news this week. Teachers for Refugees have provoked the Turnbull government, or some would say the Turncoat government, into attack position because of T-shirts calling for refugees to be welcomed. We hear from Lucy Huron, co-founder of Teachers for Refugees, about why Turnbull's attacks is an infringement of teachers' rights to express political views. The retail and fast food workers launched in Melbourne earlier this month, this groundbreaking event that gives an alternative union to those workers, apart from the SDA, is big news on the industrial landscape for Australia. Supported by other unions, such as Unite, the Retail and Fast Food Workers Union has grown in response to the SDA, having worked with big business outlets, Coles and Woolworths, in encouraging workers to sign contracts that reduced paying conditions. Stick Together was there, but first, some workers' news. The Maritime Union of Australia, the MUA, is celebrating the release of a national stevedoring code of practice, the NSCOP, outlined on Safe Work Australia's website without any fanfare. This is after a seven-year battle to improve safety standards on the waterfront. We dedicate this win to the memory of all MUA members who have been tragically killed or injured on the waterfront, says MUA Assistant National Secretary Warren Smith. Waterside workers are 14 times more likely to be killed at work than average, Mr Smith said. Too many people have been hurt and too many families have had to suffer. Matt Goodwin, former safety officer for the MUA and now with the ITF, outlined the importance of the new safety code. Finally, after years of campaigning against massive resistance, the National Stevedoring Code of Practice has come into effect. The new code will establish for the first time national minimum standards of safe work across the industry. It can be used in evidence in prosecutions and most importantly, it can be used by delegates and members every day to resolve disputes and improve safety practices on the job. The code was blocked for a long time after the change of governments in 2013, along with 12 other life-saving codes, Mr Goodwin said. This win is a credit to each and every member who has supported the campaign. The Young Workers' Centre, working out of the Victorian Trades Hall, 
have been kicking goals against wage theft and harassment this week. You will remember that in their recent report, Young Workers' Health and Safety Snapshot, the Young Workers' Centre found that young workers surveyed in both country and metropolitan outlets reported one in two being bullied or harassed, while wage theft in retail, fast food and franchises are reaching epidemic proportions. So the two following reports show the Young Workers Centre take its job of changing the view that young workers are fair game seriously. Grilled, the healthy alternative, has been recently exposed through worker action, underpaying staff through a traineeship which never ends, meaning the workers never progress to the award rate of pay. The petition, started by workers through Megaphone, an initiative by the Young Workers' Centre, garnered thousands of signatures and caused a major mainstream media success when that tabloid giant, A Current Affair, ran a story. Once you make it to Current Affair, that is scandal status. Well, this prompted beleaguered Grilled founder Simon Crow and Grilled's national HR team to come to meet the young workers at the Young Workers Centre in Trades Hall. The word is that workers haven't won yet, but it's looking promising. In our second story coming out of the Young Workers Centre, in a spectacular show of theatrical verb, ex-workers of high-end lingerie firm Honey Burdett exposed the company's tawdry methods to increase sales to a dismayed public by burning their bras on Victorian Parliament steps last week. The protest and petition by ex-staff accused the company of ignoring complaints about a raunchy dress code that they say led to sexual harassment from customers. They claimed a staff guide encouraged them to use inappropriate phrases to customers such as spank me if I'm wrong, but... Ms Duff, an ex-employee, said Honey Burdett's sexually charged strategy to sell products encouraged harassment and when workers complained, their objections weren't taken seriously. Being told to flirt with male customers wasn't just encouraged but was taught as a sales tactic, she said. I have a large bust size, said Miss Duff, and was reminded to hide my cleavage in fear of intimidating potential female customers, but as soon as a male came in, I was told to immediately unbutton. She said every shift she received some form of harassment. She noted stores she worked in didn't have security cameras, and honeys, as they were called, were taught to toughen up and defend themselves quickly when it came to customers sexually harassing them. In response to the claims of sexual harassment and inappropriate sales strategies made by protesters, a Honey Burdett spokesperson reportedly said, We're all about empowering women and supporting our wonderful staff. As an afterthought to that story, this puts a completely new complexion on the recent comments made by the Treasurer Scott Morrison that any person on Social Security that refuses a job should have their dole cut off immediately. This, of course, is not the last word on this story. Keep posted. Just a small item to finish off. 
Woolworths has decided to buy its fruit from overseas and not to buy local brands SBC and Amona, which of course will have effects on employment. You might like to remember that when you were doing your Christmas shopping. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. You're on Stick Together with Annie McLaughlin, produced at 3CR Melbourne and distributed by Community Radio Network, focusing on union news and workers' stories. The news is out. The CUB 55 have been reinstated after six months of picketing. In a ceremony on Monday the 12th of December, the CUB 55 were given a guard of honour. The following is sound collected on the day. Victory, victory, victory. Win, win, win. It's all the same. Oh, brilliant, yes. That's a fantastic day. Couldn't be happier. Yeah, awesome victory. D-Day for us. The victorious days that we never dream of. It's come true now. We're going to walk in there with, with our head high, with our eyes look straight to the people in there and tell them that we're going to go back in there with decency pay, decency fair work. And we're proud to be in the union. take long. Uh, look, 185 days ago, uh, some of the finest and most skilled maintenance workers in Melbourne were called to a meeting uh, and told that they were all terminated and they could have their jobs back on a 65% reduction in those wages and conditions, right? Today, they walked back through that gate. Not only... Not on the existing terms and conditions, but better, much better. The welfare payments, not strike payments, some of the media say it's strike payments, the welfare payments to pay the mortgages, to put food on the table of these 55 for 26 weeks was $1.1 million and that was donated by tens of thousands of workers. Didn't come out of the branch work.
very proud. This is a very, this is a very proud day for us today. Teachers' t-shirts have been getting the Turnbull government's knickers in a knot. When Teachers for Refugees decided that they would do a t-shirt action, wear their t-shirts in support of refugees to work, with the support of the AEU, the Australian Education Union, a storm erupted with the federal government launching a counter-campaign for the hearts and minds of Australian schoolchildren reminiscent of the safe school debacle. Lucy Horan, co-founder of Teachers for Refugees, spoke to Celine Yap from Refugee Radio 3CR on the issue. Well, um, for the last couple of weeks, actually, Teachers for Refugees in Sydney and Melbourne has been planning a T-shirt action. Um, So we've been slowly, grassroots-wise, distributing um, T-shirts to teachers um, at schools or at union meetings and so on who are then distributing them at their school, all with the plan this week, so the week following Human Rights Day, Mm -hmm. um, to wear them to work, to come to work, to come to school with this message you know, wearing it loud and proud. And on the front of the T-shirt says Teachers for Refugees. On the back it says Close the Camps, Bring Them Here. Mm-hmm. And the point of the action has always been to challenge the Turnbull government, you know, to add teachers' voices to all the different groups who have been speaking out against what's happening in the camps, to say, you know, look, as teachers, as people who work in communities, as people who have, some of us have worked in the offshore camp, some of us work with kids who have been in detention or who have otherwise been subject to refugee policies and their discrimination and brutality. As people who work with kids who are trying to navigate the, the toxic refugee debate, mm. we oppose what is happening. We we stand firmly against it. So um, did you find that um, the teachers, most teachers were quite willing to join the campaign? Look, it was such an immediately such a huge, fantastic response. Mm. Um, I floated the idea with the Australian Education Union, um, the officials at the Australian Education Union, mm-hmm. the Victorian branch, and they were immediately like, yep, that's fine, we're on board, we'll make a donation, go right ahead. And then, you know, as we slowly got the word out, then, you know, it just as people learned about the action, you know, it was like, I don't think twice about it. I'm not going to think twice about it. I'm going to get that T-shirt. Mm. I'm going to wear that to school. It wasn't until this week when Harold Sun picked up the story um, and there ran a really big fear um, campaign about, you know, teachers bringing politics into work and mm. brainwashing children with a you know, terrifying message of human rights mm. um, that, that it began to be a big question and, and quite a tense political question for teachers at work. There's been some really fantastic support, mm. actually, like the, um, the Refugee Council, the Asylum Seeker Resource Centre, as I said, the uni- like people who have come out get up and have said, what do we need to do to back you guys up? Because this is fantastic. There have been a lot of, yeah, loopies, I would say, who have <laughs> taken their 
taken their lead from Malcolm Turnbull um, mm. and kind of gone, what do you mean teachers have an opinion? That's not right. Stick to the three R's. And it's amazing um, because teachers could make such a difference. Like, you know, they yeah. they always think back to their teachers and, and how they changed their lives. So I think it's a, yeah. an amazing thing and I to think- do. Yeah, and but I think that's why the government is scared because mm. teachers are powerful people in our communities. We're one of the most respected professions. You know, like I've been having this conversation with a lot of people who have been yeah. coming around to get last-minute T-shirts and we've been like, why the backlash? This is insane. Yeah, And I think part of the reason is that we do, we, we, we are well-connected within within communities. You know, we, we're connected to kids, we're connected to parents, we're connected to other teachers and quite big workforces and we're mm. connected to each other. So the ripple effect of teachers kind of together in a collective way taking this stand is quite big. And that's why, you know, re- retrospectively, it doesn't actually surprise me now that I think about it, that when um, the government learned that teachers would be doing this and, and doing it in, you know, significant numbers, mm. it scared them. It did scare them. Yeah, you're right, because um, that <laughs> the way they reacted, the things that they said, they would only say that if they were actually scared. Like, why would Malcolm Turnbull take the time to go on, air, like, you know, on newspapers and interviews and whatever? And I, the other thing I think, too, is um, bringing the issue to people to the workplace, I, I think is a great idea because I think that a lot of people, like, you know, I, I'm sure that they'd love to come to rallies and they'd love to, mm. um, to, to participate. And but they're 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 just very busy. They have kids. They have work. They have, mm. you know. Um, and I think that the, what you're doing, just wearing the t-shirt to work to talk about it, you know, if you bring the issue to people, I think that a lot of them would react with how they feel, mm. Um, mm. rather than having to take a bigger action and commit like a whole day, for example, to go to a rally. Mm, yeah, I think I think that's true, and I think that's also why a lot of teachers were really keen to do it because it's something that they can do as part of their their um, daily lives. But yeah. I think the the other thing that you know it's it's almost kind of separate to but connected to refugee politics is mm. that actually doing actions at work and having a political opinion at work is something that you know that's a right that has been eroded slowly. Um, but surely in Australia and, you know, particularly teachers, I think, have been under attack for quite a long time Mm. in Australia, you know, like blamed a lot for falling standards and what have you. And And the idea that a group of workers you know, will collectively organise and come up with their own opinion of something independently of what mm. the people who are in charge of them are saying and, and in fact, in defiance of what the people in charge of them are saying, I think that's also a very scary thing for the government and I think a very scary thing for a lot of our bosses and principals on a local level um, and something that they're very, very keen to um, to try and contain. You're listening to Stick Together, all about workers' rights and social justice. Every week on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Stick Together, union news and workers' stories. The Retail and Fast Food Workers' Union is our newest union. Launched earlier this month, it is a response to the SDA's creating a deal with Coles, which the Fair Work Commission said did not pass the better overall test. Despite this, the SDA 
have done little to change things for workers. Stick Together went to the launch to find out more. I'm at the, the Lord Newry on a Friday night. It's the uh, launch of the uh, new retail and fast food workers union. Uh, many, there's uh, quite a few people here have come with great interest and uh, we'll see what the general reception is. So why have you come? I've just come along to find out more about the union. I just did join up and I wanted to come down to the launch and learn more about it. Are you unhappy with the SDA or is that was that your motivation? Yeah, I'm not very happy about the SDA. I can't even join them actually because I live in Townsville and they only go as far north as Rockhampton and there's no branch where I live so I can't really have a say in the in the new um, award. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so, are you you keen to uh, see if you can um, be an active member of this new union? Well, I'll definitely give it a go. You know, if this union can get off the ground, I'd like to, you know, help out, see what I can do, enrol new people, and hopefully get back the penalty rates. Great. What about you? Well, uh, I I work in um, food, and I work on the weekend, and I, you know, feel like it's fair that we should get the penalties like other people do. and, and uh, in order to do that, you need a union, don't you? Yeah, I don't have a union yet. That's why I'm coming here tonight to look at it. Yeah. Well, my uncle brought me along. It's not that interesting. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. And do you work in, in one of these retail fast food? No, not currently, but I have before. And I looked at the other union and I decided it was no good. So I'm really glad to see that there's one showing up that's going to actually represent its members well. Thanks. Can I ask you why you're interested in being here? You were just talking about the Coles night shift. What was that all about? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was just a, a bit of a technical issue. I mean, I suppose in, more in general, the reason that I'm along here today is that I work at Coles. That at the moment, I get paid about $40, $50 a week less than I would do if I was on the award. Uh, I contacted the SDA about this. They have no interest in, in acting on it and said, basically, when I emailed them about it, that I should just accept it because other people are better off. Um, and so I've got involved because I believe that unions should be about everyone get improving together and I think that we should be, at the very least, paid the minimum wage and should be organised in a democratic union. I also think, as a side note, that the conservative positions of the SDA are pretty abhorrent. You know, I support same-sex marriage. I think that women should have reproductive rights. I think there should be research into scientific areas that can, can help and I think the conservative agenda of the SDA has been totally regressive in Australian politics over the last sort of 40, 50 years. So that's a brief summary of the, all the reasons I kind of decided to get involved with these guys and actually try and build a real union. So uh, it's uh, a launch. Can you tell us the reception so far? Oh, the reception's been very positive. So whilst we commenced, um, commenced enrolling members and uh, commenced some of our actions last week, the first uh, state launch is tonight in Melbourne, of course, and uh, the reception so far is uh, not... We only just launched a few minutes ago, but there's already a couple of dozen people here and talking about their stories and about how they want to see a progressive union for retail and fast food workers. So the, the, the support has been um, outstanding over the last week and a half and... Uh, Hopefully tonight uh, it continues. Now you, you want members who are workers, but also you want supporters. That's right, that's right. So we've already got a good group of members that have, uh, that have joined up and we've only just started our activity out in stores. Uh, but we're also looking for progressive supporters, um, those that understand the value of having a fighting union for retail and fast food workers, not just in uh, Melbourne, where we are tonight, but right through Australia. Um, and so... 
that can take two, two forms. One is we've got a great group of activists already out helping us in stores, talking to workers. Um, and of course, those that are able to contribute financially are, are really needed as well. And we've already got about 40 people doing that on a monthly basis, which is a fantastic start. So Steve Jolly, you've come to the launch. What, why are you here? I think it's, it's a fantastic initiative and it's long overdue. The SDA, um, people have tried to reform it, but you're not going to be able to reform it. Um, they are called a union, but in actual fact, if you get a job at Coles and you're in the SDA, you lose money. Normally you join a union to get more money. They're the exact opposite of a union and they spend more of their time, all the members' money, which is handed to them by the bosses, mind you, to, to campaign against abortion rights and all the rest of it. This is a fantastic initiative because retail workers, mainly young people, fast food workers, mainly young people, totally underpaid, casual, ripped off by big business, ripped off by the SDA, and this union is about trying to stop that. Um, we've seen great initiatives like this in America with the 15 an hour campaign, and it's so exciting to see that this is coming in Melbourne tonight. And I'm also very proud to be a little bit parochial that this is the second union we've now got in the city of Yarra. We've got the firefighters down the road, and now there's Retail and Fast Workers Union. So I'm so stoked uh, to be here, and I just think it's a great thing that they're doing. That's it for Stick Together. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to the CUB55, Lucy Horan, Josh Cullinan and Steve Jolly. Also to Celine Yap and the Victorian Trades Hall Media Unit for the material we use today. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Studios in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. The podcast is available at 3cr.org.au and you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 94198377. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Catch you next time. I'm old, weak and grey And I'm running out of time Yeah, but you should have seen me, brother When I was young and in my prime Back in Gary, Indiana In 1959 I was a steel-working man With two kids and a loving wife Like I'm a stranger in a world that isn't mine My dear
hear why I died. My kids all moved away. Cause there ain't nothing around here to make them wanna stay. Cause the factories are in ruins. Decent jobs are to find. And you can't get ahead no matter how hard you try. Cause the big boys make the rules. Tough luck for everyone else. And out on the street, brother, it's every man for himself. But I still remember when we marched side by side. Back in Gary, Indiana, in 